0: Welcome to The Digital Coffee Date, where inspiration ignites meaningful action. Created and hosted by writer, producer, lifestyle influencer, and the CEO of Elevated Tea Media, Jessica Rosado. This podcast serves as your dose of inspiration with incredible women who are making a powerful global footprint. Our conversations feature different women from all walks of life who share their experiences through both the challenges and successes of their impactful journeys. Whether it be through philanthropy, entrepreneurship, or even the corporate ladder, women all over the world are creating a powerful footprint that will change the future.
1: Hello, Set Wife Marissa, and welcome to the show. Hi, Jess. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to be here. I love your podcast, and I love your mission behind it, and I am just so excited to talk with you today. Yay!
0: So I love having fun facts about my incredible guests, and with Marissa, it is no different. So when I went back to school... To finish my degree, I had the absolute pleasure of having a couple classes with Marissa, and recently we connected and worked together on an incredible film production where we spent a week of filming and instantly
1: became Set Wives, which I'll let Marissa explain a little bit more about that in detail. (laughs) Okay, yes. So when you hear a week of filming, like, listen, if you've never maybe been involved in a film, we are talking seven full days of working and it's amazing. We love what we do and we love being there. We're both creatives and storytellers, so it's great. But having someone there to have your back in something as simple as, hey, have you eaten today? (laughs) (laughs) Right? Those little things, having that made a world of difference. So that is how I uh, proposed to Jess to be my set (laughs) wife. (laughs) Um, Yes. Because she's that girl that has your back and that has you covered. And on set, oh my goodness, you need that. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. We were, we basically were like, um, we cannot do
0: another, uh, we cannot be on set and do another film, TV series, or anything
1: else that may come up later in our lives without each other. It's pretty much what we decided. (laughs) Yes. Write it, write it into my contract. Jessica Rosado must be involved. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So I, needless to say, I am so thrilled to have you here today.
0: Um, and I really, really want to just get into it. So Marissa, you, You are the founder and CEO of Camera Brave. So tell us a little bit about what Camera Brave is about.
1: Yes, absolutely. So I'd love to start with kind of how I created Camera Brave. And my story really starts as a visual storyteller from a young age. It's something that I became passionate about really early on, which I'm so grateful that I was able to find my passion at a younger age. So when I was 15, I actually hosted my first paid show, and it went on to win a telly. So that was very exciting. Wow. Okay. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So, from there, I went on to do a lot of on camera work as a spokesperson. And that's essentially doing short little commercials for different businesses and brands. And at the same time, I went to school to study behind the scenes and actually set life and broadcast production and all of the things. So, that led to me. At HSN Home Shopping Network after I fell deeply in love with studio production. And it was at HSN when I was working behind the scenes and behind the camera that I actually realized that I was in the absolute wrong capacity to be in a studio. I realized that I wanted to be on camera. I had that I had this feeling that I could do so much more and that I was not where I was supposed to be. I guess a calling. I felt a calling to be on camera. And I had this huge realization right then and there that I had already had experience on camera. So what was it that was keeping me from taking the sleep to putting myself in a position where I could be on camera in a live studio in something like HSN? And I realized that I had this deep fear of being seen And it was, it was that fear that, okay, so it was like a secret. I'd developed my skill on camera, but I wouldn't talk about it. I wouldn't tell people about it. I kept it hidden. And that is essentially what led to me creating my business Camera Brave. So the core mission of Camera Brave is to teach people how to create stunning videos and build their own confidence on camera. And that's the mission that I have for myself and that's a journey that I started over a year ago was working to reframe my own mindset to knowing that I had it within me to be on camera, that I had a voice that deserved to be heard and a story to tell and developing the confidence to actually tell it instead of develop this skill in secret and not tell anyone about it. So that's really what led to me starting Camera Brave and starting to build my own confidence on camera.
0: Wow, that's incredible. Now, was there, I know that was sort of like the the process, right, and the, the the general steps about your journey. but was there anything in particular that maybe prompted or sort of catapulted you to really go for it when it especially when it came to your entrepreneurship and running your own brand?
1: <laughs> so, yes, there there <laughs> was. Um, so I ended up at a nine to five at HSN. And while it was unique and it was exciting and it was live studio work, it was still a nine to five in essentially corporate America. And what drove me to take the leap, because you're right in calling it a leap, it is a leap to start your own business and make that commitment and honor to yourself, oh, I was meant to start something on my own. So that leap was honestly prompted by my complete, not to sound dramatic, but being (laughs) so miserable inside of the nine to five. Mm. I just felt like I was wasting my days i felt like i was wasting my potential and it really it put me in a like particular state of miserable that i couldn't handle i know some people are completely fine working their 9 to 5s and they're able to pursue their passions outside of that but i felt so stifled creatively that i could not continue to go to this day job and still create outside of that it was like there was such a block in my head and at hsn ironically they had this mile like walkway that you could do around the building. And I would do that walkway during my shifts. And I would just think, I am walking in circles, literally and mentally. I am just wasting my time here. I'm wasting my own potential. And it was, there's that that famous quote that something about change happens when um, the fear of staying the same, or what is it? It's... Uh, the fear of staying the same finally became greater than the fear of change. Yes. Right. Right. And so I knew that I needed to change no matter how scary it was. There was no way that it could cause me as much pain as feeling like I was just walking in circles in my nine to five job. And that is what prompted the leap right there. Wow. Wow. You know, it's interesting as you were talking I was sort
0: of thinking about, you know, in the media per se or I will say society, right, as a whole, they sort of seem to think that us millennials have this um where, where we say, you know, oh, we don't want the nine to five or it's boring and, and things like that. And there's a lot of older generations that sort of look at our generation and say, oh, well, you know, you guys just don't have the discipline to sort of sit mm. in this space or sit still in this nine to five. That's just work. That's just this. But really, I've been realizing that we are a generation of, of new, of, of, of bridging the sort of gap and this new age way of thinking that says it's not just about the nine to five, but it's about what we're doing, how our setting is like we're, we're looking at environments. We're looking at, at just different mm. things that, that make up what our happiness is. We're the generation that said, if I have to spend nearly X amount of time of my life in the workplace, like it needs to be something i love it needs to be something i'm passionate about and it needs to be something that excites me to wake up and clock in and clock out you know and i think that there's something to be said there and especially in your experience you know you weren't saying i hated the work it was more so like you know i i i, I really valued that freedom like if i'm going to do what i truly love um you know it needs to be in a in a space where i can be free to do that um and i think that that's what that leap of faith really
1: gave you essentially yes absolutely it was almost like i needed to let go of that completely in order to know that there was more like it was my my plan b and if i kept hanging on to it i was never going to be able to create in the capacity that i knew i was capable of
0: exactly and you know it's it's interesting because That's very synonymous with my story and how I created Elevated T Media. You know, the biggest thing for me was I found myself in in comfort, per se. And it's it's interesting because we always seem to think that we're somehow safe in comfort, but really it ends up creating a discomfort. You know, to us because we stay stagnant in that in that comfortability. Yes. And for me, it was very much like my nine to five was, you know, as you well know, you know, I was helping my fam. you know, helping run my family shop with my dad. And, you know, it just wasn't anything that I was truly, truly passionate about was I good at it? Sure. You know, like, you know, like many of us, we can take one thing and succeed, you know, as long as we put some skill and and, and mastery behind it and, and we can run with it, you know, but, and when it came to what was, what, what was, what I was really passionate about, you know, it, it took a leap of faith that I, you know, I look at your story and go, yeah, I know exactly what that feels like to, you know, say, if, if I don't do this, even though I'm afraid and, and do it being afraid, like I'm, I'm going to feel 10 times worse staying in
1: this, 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 cycle of comfort. Yes. I love that you said that you were good at your day job because that's something that I think keeps us stuck. It's we get good at something and we get comfortable and it's really tough to start over at something that we can admittedly say that we may know nothing about. Like we may know nothing about starting a business, nothing about starting our own show or, you know, being a coach or starting your own product, whatever it is. It's hard to leave something that you're good at and start something that you know nothing about. It's so true.
0: Um, One thing that I say now about comfort is that comfort too comes at a cost.
1: Mm. And
0: that has been something that has really, really, when I was thinking about comfort as a whole, I came to that sort of phrase. And now I remind myself that. So when it's hard in my, in my journey, or if it's, I find myself in, in difficulty in my business and sort of trying to figure my way through it, I remind myself comfort too comes at a cost. So it it just puts that into perspective for me where it says, you know, yeah, it, it felt comfortable, but what, what, what did I, what did I not gain from still being in that that comfortability. Right. Um, so I think that's a huge huge thing and and I love that, you know, your part of the story for for your own journey really resonates with me as well, you know, and and we we have those similarities at, that you and I have shared personally as well outside mm-hmm. of our our workspaces, you know. <laughs> um but you know, we we all know that there is no journey, especially in business, that doesn't come without its challenges. So, Oof. can you share just some of what maybe those challenges were for you and that you've faced as, you know, the founder and CEO of
1: Camera Brave? Definitely. So ironically, I think the biggest challenge that I have really had to wrestle with has been my own self-doubt and my own mindset. I think that has stopped me and told me no more times than anyone else externally has actually like stopped me. Um, I hear it talked about a lot as imposter syndrome.
0: Yes, and I guess that <laughs> we a, actually, yeah. side note, we actually <laughs> talk about that a lot on this uh, podcast, and even in season two, we've we've gone deep into some imposter syndrome, girl. Let me tell you.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I think I think that's essentially what I'm experiencing that I have never experienced before as an employee. But it's a different mindset shift when you're an entrepreneur. And so I'd say, absolutely without a doubt, the biggest challenge that I have faced has been my own doubt and that voice in my head and rewriting the narrative that I am just saying to myself when no one is around, because that is essentially what allows for the growth. There's that concept of to go three steps forward, you have to go three steps deeper, meaning, you know, to be able to move forward onto the next thing in your business, you have to be able to. internally reflect and see what's going on inside of you and that's something I'd really I didn't really realize that that was going to be a part of starting a business would be having to get a grip on me internally but yeah no (laughs) apparently
0: that's a thing listen I absolutely hear you and I think for a lot of us, when we share um, the journey of sort of, especially in entrepreneurship, right? Because the whole point of entrepreneurship is like doing it on your own. There's so much that you end up going through of yourself, like getting out of your own way, like not being the person that's that's causing you you discomfort. You know, because you're like, wow, I'm in this space. And for a lot of us in the entrepreneurship space, we're in we're in spaces where we're like. I don't really know how to navigate this or, okay, I don't know it, but I'm going to find it out, you know? And, and, and so we're having to sort of stop being our own enemy and getting in our own way in those cases. Um, I 100%, you know, that resonates with me as well. Um, but aside from challenges that, you know, you've pushed through, Primarily this imposter syndrome idea. um, What would you say are some of the things you maybe have learned about yourself in terms of like personal growth outside of that concept of like, let me get out of my own way? What are maybe some other things that you've also learned about yourself in this journey?
1: Yes, I love that. Okay, so probably the one of the biggest takeaways that I've had so far is building my inner circle of people and building it with intentionality, not who I grew up around and not who I've been friends with for a long time or the people that I just happened to interact with daily, but being protective of who do I want in this inner circle? Who do I need to be around to continually feel inspired and have the courage to keep at this road of entrepreneurship? Because it does take constant courage. And that's something that I really didn't understand until more recently, honestly, was how important these spots of who is incredibly close to me, how important they are and how I need to be protective over them and defensive of these people are in my life because I consider them mentors and peers and I need to connect with them often. I need to build these deep beautiful relationships with them and also learning how to take people that I see as mentors and learn, okay, I need to buy a ticket to their conference. I need to get in the room with that person. I can't be intimidated by the idea of what would I say to them when I meet them or what if I say something wrong, I can't let that control me. I have to be willing to find these people that are local or even, even not, maybe even on bigger scales and buy the ticket to get into the room and be willing to walk up to them, shake their hand and make them intentionally a part of my circle.
0: 100% Marissa, honestly, when it comes to your circle, you know, (laughs) you know, I'm 100% (laughs) right, right there with you. I think the concept about the circle, right, is that I, there's a, a saying that my mom used to say in Spanish to me growing up that was very much like in English. It's like, tell me who your friends are and I'll tell you who you are. Ooh. And for me, growing up with that idea or or that being said to you, you don't really get it until you you know come into adulthood, until you start to have these journeys and experiences. And now I look back at that and go, huh. Yeah, no kidding. Like, tell me who your friends are. Tell me who your circle is and I'll tell you who you are. And it's simply because as humans, when we surround ourselves with any kind of people, it's only natural that you begin to adapt Mm. the certain uh, mindsets likenesses and just, just things overall, which also, while it could be all good things, you also will develop their same habits, Mm -hmm. right? You'll, you start to, to develop the things that maybe they think or say, just because when you're spending so much time with someone, it's like almost like a, you, you become a sponge, even subconsciously. Yes. And so what ends up happening is if you're putting yourself around people who are not moving forward, who are not working on themselves internally, who are not doing the work to better not only themselves on a personal level, but themselves on a business level, themselves when it comes to family, if you don't have people who are working and pushing and and just trying to be better not just trying but being better mm. right and being a better version not trying because there's still some I, I'm not a big I'm not a, a big fan of the word trying right that when they're actually intentionally being right mm. a better person you know and a and a better person for themselves a better boss like you those kinds of people will just innately be people that you soak up right like that their energy, their, their aura, like you end up soaking that up. So in the same likeness, someone who's pushing and pushing and pushing forward, you know, you're going to be inspired. You're going to be encouraged. You're going to be like, okay, well, you know, Marissa's over here doing, doing her thing. Like, I like how she's doing that. Yeah. I I want that energy too. I want that vibe too. And so it's, it's almost, you know, for me, it's very much like, even, you know, as a woman of faith, they talk a lot about this in, in church and in, and in the Bible of just like when you keep people around you, right? Like when you begin to even be a sort of light to the world or a light to others, Mm. um, people are, people look at you and go, I want to know what she's got inside that heart and that spirit of hers. Mm. Like what I want that. I want to, I want to soak that up. You know what I'm saying? Like, and so I think in the same way, you know, whether it's through faith, whether it's through, you know, your own spirituality or, what, or whatever it is, when you're constantly doing better and being better, you know, you're, you're gonna want to have people who are like-minded and
1: doing the same and being the same. Yes, absolutely. Another thing, just talking about that circle and those people that you need, one thing that I've really come to value and like gravitate towards are people that are not yes people. But the people that will tell me, no, (laughs) yes, (laughs) like I never truly cherished that value in someone that will say, no, (laughs) what are you doing? And that will be tough on you because I think that helps. I mean, I think if you're an entrepreneur, you have to push yourself like you have to be a self-starter. You have to be willing to do that to yourself. But I realize that I'm valuing the people that if I say, do you think I'm doing enough? That will say, no, I don't. I think you could push yourself in XYZ capacity.
0: Yeah, and you're absolutely right. You know, and I think when I say, um, when I said earlier, like doing or being the same, um, I do want to be clear that that's not keeping people around you who, like you said, are yes people or who like the same things or who are the same person, right? There is a beautiful sense of diverse thought and and people just being different in general that make us grow and help us grow as people. But though when you can have listen, my girlfriends and I and you know this Marissa, if if we can't tell tell it like it is to each other, we're not really friends. <laughs> like if we cannot tell you, Hey girl, like, you know, maybe not, or not do this over here or maybe do this over. (laughs) Like if we can't have those real conversations where it's not just like, Hey Jess, what do you think about this? And I go, Oh yeah, that's great. And then meanwhile, I'm like, Oh no, she needed to do this, this, that. or the. I mean, (laughs) then we're not really friends at that point. You know what I mean? Like So when you think about who's in your circle and the people you keep around you, even acquaintances, even people who are disconnected to you in the workplace, when you make sure that you intentionally have people who are inspiring you and empowering you because they're inspiring and empowering themselves by nature, you're like, okay, yes, I've got, I've got the good juice here to go. You know what I mean?
1: (laughs) Yes. Yes. I love that. Yeah.
0: So, um, you know, on this show, right. We also discuss this current societal shift where more and more women are united and speaking out about things that truly we deserve and speaking up even against major injustices. So how do you or your company camera brave, um, contribute to this overall culture we're currently in?
1: So, uh, I feel like the way that it may be positioned to some would be, okay, so I'm learning how to maybe take video and put something onto my stories. How does that actually, how could that have the potential to change my life and my business? Well, the way that I see it is that that's really the first step and a small, easy bite-sized step for people. But when we're learning to build our confidence and That means not in a conceited vanity way, but when you can feel capable and able that confidence can lead to you feeling empowered and you having it within yourself to know that your story is worth telling and that your voice deserves to be heard. And I think the more that we can connect with each other and learn how to tell our own story and know that my voice deserves to be heard, I deserve a place in this room, and use our own platforms for speaking out in what we believe in, I think that that is the I think that that is the way that it has the biggest impact on not just someone's business. I work with a lot of entrepreneurs, but how that has a business uh, or how that has an effect in the way that you conduct yourself, not just on social media, but to put yourself in the position where you can make a difference and where your voice can be heard. It's really the power of storytelling and how we can use our own story to really connect with others. I love the power of storytelling. That is my jam. That's what got me started in this in the first place and I do think that it can lead to feeling empowered and being able to amplify your own voice.
0: Absolutely, 100%. You know, obviously you know my heart and where where I'm at right even with this podcast. I mean, it is all about being able to uplift our voices and you know, whether you have a female forward audience like I do, or whether you have both male and female audience, you know, regardless, it's just about being able to share our stories and uplift our experiences and and do so in a way that empowers us to, you know, go to the next step, go get to that next level. And I think when it comes to, you know, being someone who is a storyteller, we we truly are are infatuated and passionate about being able to take someone's story and use that to impact others. And when you're a storyteller, that's exactly what you do, right? So I think that that's wonderful that You know the basis and truly what has driven you with Camera Brave has been you know the art of storytelling because you and I are both storytellers, right? I mean we we love that in film and you know in in the podcasting world. I mean we want to be able to create a platform and a community where sharing stories and and being able to tell someone else's story truly changes someone else's life. I mean that's just such a powerful, powerful thing.
1: Yes, absolutely. And I think one of the best, honestly, and I know this is kind of my thing, but I really do believe that one of the ways to make the most impact is through video. I feel like you are able and I love podcasts as well. There's something that about that element of connection of actually hearing the words that the person is saying and being able to see them and connect and hear it in their voice. You know, when things are hard, I think, we're able to connect on such a deeper, more intimate level, and, and I love that. And now is the time to be doing these things.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, I think a powerful and insightful moment for a lot of the featured guests that I have on the show is when they get to reflect on how they've impacted others. So what impact have you personally witnessed your company have within your own community?
1: Absolutely. So one of the ways that I've been lucky enough to impact people has been through coaching. And there are a couple of people that I have in mind when I'm speaking about them, that they've come into either my six week course, or I do have a monthly group where I coach people how to take videos, uh, different things like, you know, how to do Instagram stories, all of the things. And uh, there's one in particular who, when she first came into my course, she said, I remember her vividly saying, I don't know, this will be a lot of work. I don't know if I could do this. And I was like, okay, you're here. You paid for this course. You're committed. That's all that I need. Let's just walk through these steps together. And now I see her all the time posting. She's posting reels. She's thinking about starting her own podcast and she has completely found her own voice. And it is those sort of stories, even on the individual level, that they help me get through those hard moments of entrepreneurship that- (laughs) <laughs> yep, come on. <laughs> when it gets hard, that is what keeps me going. And then I had one of the women in my group the other day. I I have my own podcast, the Camera Brave show, and she was asking a question about a pod or about, yeah, about creating a podcast. And I referenced her to one of my episodes and said, "Hey, I think this would be a really good resource for you." One of the other women chimed in, "That's the episode that encouraged me to create my podcast." And that's just yeah it's that level of this may start small this may be uh, me teaching you how to take a reel for Instagram it may be something small but then being able to teach someone the skill of not just taking the video but of learning how to present themselves on camera of uh, crafting the narrative of their own story and of really knowing that their voice deserves to be heard I know I've said that quite a few times but I really feel like that something so powerful that I didn't believe a year ago in myself. Like, I knew I had a voice. I knew it sounded okay. I knew I could uh, make money by doing these sort of commercials and things that I did. But I didn't deeply believe that I had a story that was worth telling or that people needed to hear. And I think even if it's too hard to come to terms with the fact that you have a voice, Think about it from the perspective of who are the people that need to hear the message that you have. If you can think of it from that other lens, I think it can be more powerful. It's almost like one thing that I teach is removing yourself from the equation and thinking about that person how they need to hear what you have. They need to learn the skill that you've learned. You have the ability to teach them and you have the ability to change their lives. So if you can think about it from the lens of your own potential audience and their lives, how they can impact their families and their businesses, that can be really motivating also when we get stuck, because I think... what I see nine times out of 10 is people get stuck with video from not the technical aspect of how do I work my camera? How do I light my video or frame? People get stuck because of the mindset component and they need to do this inner work. That's actually what prompted me to start a podcast is because the mindset component is so big. And knowing that You can create your own confidence by having the courage to start. You don't have confidence when you wake up. You have to craft it and have the courage to start putting yourself in those situations that terrify you and that get you out of your comfort zone and over time allow you to build your own story and craft your own confidence.
0: One hundred percent. And, you know, you said a few things that my brain was just like, oh, my gosh, yes, 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 you know. (laughs) Um, But, you know, when it comes to having an impact on others, you said a couple things. The first is you said, even if it starts small. And that's something for me that is I always have to sort of remind myself that that same idea of like removing myself out of the equation. You know, even if it's one person that texts me or emails me or reaches out to me and, and on social media and is like, hey, what you just said or what you just did, like, just changed my whole way of thinking when it came to X, Y, and Z. You know, even those moments to me are just like, oh my gosh, because sometimes we don't realize our impact. And that's why I love having this sort of conversation with, you know, my guests, because it's, we're sometimes so in the thick of it. We're like, move, 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 go, 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 go to the next step and the next step and the next step that sometimes we almost get robotic about it. And when we stop for a moment and think like, okay, who is this serving? Okay. Who is, who is, who is this serving? What, who is this message serving? What are these, you know, the things that I'm doing, who does this serve? And when we realize the impact and the value that we truly have and provide to others, and we do it from a heart that says, Hey, I want to help, you know, all these people do these things, you know, it can very much start with one person. You know, I think sometimes we also think that, you know, because we don't have our TED Talks yet, you know, we're like, oh my gosh, am I even doing anything of value? You know, am I even doing anything that people respond to or that that they like or that they appreciate? You know, you sometimes get like, what, what is this all for? You know, and your mind can start going in this like downward spiral of self-doubt and really it just boils down to, like you said, taking yourself out of the equation and knowing that you have a value, you have a service, you have worth in this space, in whatever space it is that you're in. And just being able to provide that, It all it takes is one person and you've now changed their whole way of thinking That's powerful. It may not be, you know, 50,000 people at, you know, in a conference, but even just one person to, to change the mindset and help change the mindset of a, of another human being. And now you've changed the way that they think and move for the
1: better. That's powerful. Yes. I love that. You've just like pepped me up. Like I'm excited. Like, yeah, you're right. It (laughs) is.
0: You know, and so, and, and like in the same sort of spirit, right? It is so important to keep our vision moving forward, right? To just keep being those, those few steps ahead, five steps ahead, 10 steps ahead, whatever it is, just to keep ourselves in that forward frame of mind and that forward thinking. So where do you see yourself being in the next five years? Ooh, five years.
1: (laughs) She hit me with the five-year. Okay, so... Yes,
0: five-year plans. Okay, ready?
1: Go. (laughs) Okay, so it's really interesting that you said TED Talk um, because, of course, in five years, I would like to have at least one TED Talk under my belt. Um, Yes. (laughs) We're putting it into existence right now. Yes, (laughs) absolutely, absolutely. So in five years, let's see, I know that I want to have... I feel like I've done a lot as far as learning how to conduct myself through video and on camera. And I think the next challenge and step for me to continually get out of my comfort zone, because that's what we do over here as entrepreneurs, we are constantly getting comfortable so that we can get uncomfortable. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) think that next step for me is learning how to command a stage and to branch into public speaking and be able to learn that craft. Because when I think about being on camera, I think about it as you're presenting or delivering or even performing. Like Those are the words that I use over talking. Um, now, I do... Talk from an authentic, genuine place, but just, you know, the way that you're sitting, your posture, everything like that. I think of it as more like presenting or delivering, um, even if it's in a conversational moment. So I do think that that can translate over to the stage and for public speaking. And I think that that's something that I need to learn how to get really good at and then possibly even teach one day. So that way I can show people the steps to, you know, starting from maybe being terrified to jump on Instagram on your stories to mastering that and, you know, being able to do coaching calls and feel good on video and then taking that skill to the stage to be able to, to speak. I do think in five years time, there should be a book involved. There should be some sort of book. Yes, yes, there should. That should be. <laughs> you tell me, Jess, what do
0: you think? Oh, Sorry. yes, yes. All of, all of those things. I'm co-signing everything. I'm yes. like, I already see a masterclass with Marissa oh, Allen. Like, I let's just, let's, let's keep it going.
1: Yes, yes. In five years from now, I need to be entering into rooms that absolutely terrify me. That's one thing I know. Like, I need to be getting as close to the people who's seen like these big one-day lists or names on my list right now. I need to be like in a room with them at their conference in five years and getting as close to them as physically and like mentally possible, like learning all of the things. I see so much growth in five years and so much work. You know, there's that interview from that Rihanna did like years ago. And the interviewer was like, do you plan on having kids? And she's like, oh, honey, I have so much work to do. And I was like, that <laughs> is, that's how I feel. Yes. Like, oh, so yes. much work to do. <laughs> yeah. But the good thing is, I think,
0: you know, knowing you well enough, right? I think that we are very much like-minded in our ambitious pursuits. And I think that regardless of what what life has to offer, I think we will always be achieving. We will always be moving forward. We will always be going to the next step. And I think that's how a lot of people should think, right? Like, okay, if you don't like where you're at right now, Figure out why that is. Is it a comfort level? Is it a a work type of passionate level? Like, where is it at? And and continue on moving forward. How do you get to the next step? And it's not that you have to jump to, to what you should be doing in five years, right? It's more so what are these small actionable steps that I can continue to take that will move me forward into maybe a different setting, into a different place, into a different industry where
1: I can still take my core mission and push that there? Absolutely. And I think in uh, just in my in line with what you were saying with next steps and, you know, where do I start? A great step is working on that inner circle and working on getting around those people that do what you admire and what you're thinking. Oh, I wish I could do that. Or I'd love to know how she does that. Getting those people close to you and starting those conversations is yes. so powerful. Can yes, I absolutely. Okay, I want to tell a little story. So, okay. I'm going rogue. So, <laughs> she's going rogue. She's look going out, rogue. Look out. Going off. <laughs> it's off book. It's off book. Okay, so listen. I don't know if this is something that you and I have talked about yet, but mm-hmm. I So listeners, I went to school with Jessica, and I had her in my classes, and she is very much someone that I admired from afar for a while, and that was before I even found her voice online just by knowing her and being in the same room as her as she mentioned having a light this girl has a light if you haven't met her in person she does she has a light she has an ambition I know I'm going rogue I'm sorry but I'm not sorry yeah now now I get
0: to cry on the podcast
1: (laughs) (laughs) so but but I do think it's important to kind of tell the story so you were someone that I admired from afar and then once we graduated I got I connected with you online and then I saw oh my goodness she has she has this media business she has her own podcast and a full digital community around that podcast she has this amazing like personal brand business brand like who is this woman <laughs> and then I I remember being like okay I need Jess closer. I need like, I'm admiring her. I love what she's doing. Like I know your mission. Like I knew your mission without having to ask, Hey Jess, what's your mission? Like, I know what this woman is trying to do. I know that she wants to amplify voices. She wants to bring women together. She wants to empower the female footprint. Like I know her vision better than I know mine. How is that? So I made it a purpose to bring you as one of the people that I wanted into my circle. And so I think that this can be inspirational to those of you if you're if there's someone that you're really admiring and maybe you run in a similar circle with or that you had some connection with at some point, like, do not be afraid to put that person on, like, put a target on their head and say, okay, you and I are going to be friends. <laughs> Listen, we are going to
0: be friends. I
1: I appreciate you so much,
0: Marissa, and I appreciate, you know, we don't, just, just so that the listeners know, you know, we don't have a set script that we follow or anything like that, right? So when we said off book, we were totally joking, but yes. still- um, Um, just this goes to show, you know, just how powerful this woman is. And, you know, she's like, Hey, I've got something to say. And (laughs) I really, really appreciate you and value you as a person who is in my circle, as a person who's in my space. And I love that, that you shared that story because it does show, give a testament in a way to what it means to say, you know, there was, there was once upon a time where I used to say that there are just not enough creative people around me. There are just not Mm. enough inspiring people around me. And I used to say that to myself over and over and over again, until I realized that the energy that I was putting into the not having, I could have been putting into the having Mm. and figuring out who I needed to get into my aura and into my space that would then inspire me, change me, you know, uh, uh, really empower me to be in a different space and in doing that I too had that journey years ago and was putting the the right people and getting the right people aligned with you know my my energy and and what I wanted to see for myself and so I love that you shared that that little tidbit <laughs> that little fun fact there because that means so so much to me and just hearing you say that it's like oh my gosh you know again that sort of that sort of mindset where you go, I, you don't realize the impact of the things you do sometimes because you don't hear these types of stories every day or something, you know, you're just kind of like, Oh, I'm just going to do this work. But when you stick to what your core mission is internally what your core value is, what, you know, those, those core things that make your heart, you know, beat and that keep you moving forward that you say, I genuinely want this. I genuinely want to do this. Um, I think you can never go wrong. You know, you can't go wrong with, you know, saying I want to help people, you know, mm-hmm. and that everything that you try or do in some way, shape or forms helps people. You know, so I just I thank you so much for that, that sharing that story that is so sweet of you. And I just am so grateful to have you in, you know, my my circle truly. So I always like to close our digital coffee dates with um, advice or words of wisdom. So what would you tell a woman who might be afraid to put herself or even her vision out there?
1: Hmm, that's a great question. So, my advice has to align with this new truth that I've been developing for myself in Camera Brave, and it's to be brave. And to know that the fearlessness and the confidence does not come without at first being fearful and without at first not knowing where to start. It starts with having the courage to start that journey even though you may have no idea if you're ready or if you have no idea what the right steps are or if you're in the exact right position that you're supposed to be in it's really about just trying to take that next step without needing that confidence without feeling ready but just having enough clarity to know this is in my heart And this is something that I feel that I know that I have to do. This is something that as long as you have that passion and that purpose, then you're going to be able to change lives as uh, Jess and I were talking about, even if it's just one, even if it's just one person impacting someone's entire life, let that be the motivation to have the bravery and the courage to start long before you feel that confidence and that fearlessness. And on the second, second thought also take yourself seriously and take those passions that you have seriously. Don't let people say, how's your little business? Those sort of things. Like take them seriously, treat your own voice with respect, treat your own vision seriously. And Protect them with respect. Treat them with respect and talk about them the way that you need other people to respect them. You need to build it with the most seriousness and know that it's something powerful. It doesn't have to be little. It doesn't have to be something that people can think is cute. It can be powerful. It can be your legacy. It can be your empire. and. Do not be afraid to claim that for yourself. Put a community of warriors around you. Bring them closer. Find the people that may be somewhat in your sphere. Target them and send them a DM asking if you can go take them out for coffee. Things as simple as that. Building that community around yourself and having the bravery to just take that next step without feeling fearless or confident. That is my advice. Oof,
0: that was powerful. And that will definitely be what I share. Um, you know, I mean, I'll share I'll be sharing a lot of things, trust that, from this podcast because we've talked about some really great things. Um, but if someone wanted to connect with you, Marissa, what would be the best way to go about that?
1: Yes, absolutely. So you can find me over at camera brave on Facebook and Instagram. You can send me a DM there. I also have my podcast, the camera brave show, where I talk a lot about the mindset behind the things that keep us stuck specifically when it comes to either starting on camera, starting to take video or the things that keep us from growing because so much of that really goes back to mindset. So that. That is called The Camera Brave Show, and that's available anywhere that you're listening to podcasts, and uh, you can always send me a DM. I would love to know if you are in the digital coffee date fam and found me through this podcast and through Jess, the amazing host that I just truly cannot say enough (laughs) wonderful, delightful things about.
0: Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much. You're so sweet. And I'm so grateful that, you know, you came on the show and you are our uh, relaunch, I'll say, uh, because we did take a hiatus um, and we, we were on a bit of a pause in the middle of season two to take some time to reflect and uh, be able to just give a refreshed view and, and refreshed thoughts and mindsets behind this mission of the digital coffee date. So thank you so much. It was incredible having you on the show today. And I am just so thrilled to see where your journey with Camera Brave takes you.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Jess. And thank you so much for this amazing place that you've created this safe space. I absolutely love it. I love this continuing to empower each other and lift each other up. Just thank you for the work that you've done and for this wonderful platform that you've built.
0: Thank you for listening to the Digital Coffee Date, where inspiration ignites meaningful action. This episode was sponsored by Elevated Tea Media. It's your business, your brand, just Elevated. Be sure to visit thedigitalcoffeedate.com to sign up for your free membership where you can go beyond our digital coffee dates and discuss episode topics on our growing digital community.